me and you religiously when we met were very much in the same stage yeah when i came to like my sister and my dad they like didn't believe in god at all well, my mom's okay guys we're gonna start keeping the shabbat you can't touch your phone you can't watch tv you can't drive in cars and i was like what some people always ask like how can i believe in something that's not there how can i believe in something that i don't know for certain is something that exists people ask like why do you wear this hat on your head or what does it mean yeah, what does like, it mean and god really just wants shalom peace among you and your spouse peace among you and your friends, peace among you and your parents. The reason as to why I wanted to wait to have sex till marriage. Hey babe. What's up? It's Haley. And Ella. And welcome back to the Hey Babes podcast. I think we figured it out. I think we actually did it. I Hopefully think we, found, we don't jinx it. And I know. It. We'll keep I it going. hope that we found a time in the day that we can actually film and not have our little baby, you know barge into our conversation well now it's our two two kids exactly so we are so excited to get into today's podcast mm -hmm. because honestly we are feeling refreshed we just came back from an amazing shabbat yes which we're gonna get all the into. whole family here yesterday yes. very lots of people yes. very good times a lot of cleaning up afterwards but it, it was, was worth, it. worth it definitely yeah. and as you guys can tell by the title today's podcast is going to be talking all about our religion right. um talking i guess about how it's shaped us as people how it's shaped our marriage and I wanted to disclaim off the bat, we are not here to preach. Um, yeah. You guys, we are Jewish. We follow Judaism. We're not here to we preach. Follow Torah. That yes. Thing. But we're not here to preach it to you guys. We're not here to be like, oh, you got to convert. Like, that's not our goal at all. No. I just think that on us, we talk so much about our religion just because it's such yeah. a big aspect yeah. of our life. Yeah. And, and we're just trying our best to like, kind of like explain to people, ask like, why do you wear this hat on your head? Like, you know, we call it a kippah or what does it mean? Yeah, what does like, it mean? And we're again, we're not trying to like convert anybody, God forbid, or like tell anybody we're like this and you're yeah. like that. It's just more to show our experience with it and like exactly. how it's shaped us and how it's continuing to shape us as people. Exactly. You know, as a, you know, and you know what? I feel like in Judaism, there are so many incredible values that I feel like any regular person would apply yeah. and it's not even like a religious value it's yeah. more of like just a value that can really better your life because it's just allowing you to look at life in a different perspective yeah so i'm very excited for us to get into this conversation and Eren and i have a lot to say about this because we've been through a lot when it came to becoming more observant and all that kind of stuff so yeah. without further ado you guys let's get into today's podcast yeah so i guess it's gonna have to start like where it all started mm -hmm. so obviously like thing out like you know we were Haley and I were both born Jewish but our families weren't really as observant growing up like we didn't I only started keeping Shabbat when I was like 10 yeah so I would say that we were very 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 traditional mm -hmm. um there's a couple of terms that we may throw out here and there so I think I'll quickly like define it what Shabbat is it's a very big aspect Shabbat is basically on the seventh day we always say that God rested so on Friday night to Saturday night we actually don't use technology we like to have 25 hours that we have a break to ourselves to be with our family there's a lot of things that we're going to talk more into but Shabbat is pretty much like a little holiday that we have every single week yeah so like god created the world in six days and on the seventh day he rested and then like Haley said like that day we spend time with family like you know mm -hmm. we go to synagogue the guys pray uh we learn torah and like you know we share like certain values and stuff that we learned yes and, uh, and we're definitely really going to talk more about how that has played a really really big role yeah. in our relationship i want to say um so we're going to say that a lot what else are we going to say a lot <laughs> Uh, as we go through it, yes. we'll, we'll define we'll define some terms as we go through yeah. it. But yeah, long story short, we we weren't. I guess you would say we weren't observant religious growing up. One day, like 
we would keep the basic thing like Shabbat dinner mm-hmm. stuff like that. Maybe we didn't like keep Shabbat, but we had Shabbat dinner. Exactly. So Shabbat Friday dinners, night we yeah. would have like a meal with our family, and it was kind of like a couple hours that it's like everybody knew you cannot make plans on Friday night. Yeah. It was like you got to be with the family, and then after dinner's over, go do whatever you want. Exactly. You know? Now it's not the, not the case now, but usually I remember like with my parents like. You know, when I was driving back home from school, my mom said, okay, guys, we're going to start keeping uh, Shabbat. And I'm like, what is that? And she's like, you can't touch your phone. Well, at the time, we didn't have phones. We were kids, but you can't watch TV. Yeah. You can't drive in cars. And I was like, what? No they TV? did not make it sound appealing at not all. Not at all. I'm like, no TV. I watched Power Rangers in that time on Saturday morning. Like crazy. And so, like, the first year, it would took a little bit of time to transition. How old were you at the time when they started observing? I was 10. You were 10. I was 10, but it took us like a year to kind of like do it because we were like on and off and like, you know, once once I got a little bit older, like I would just play basketball instead exactly. and have Shabbat So let's dinner. just say like you definitely didn't really understand why you were keeping it. You were no. just kind of doing it because your parents yeah, were Exactly, doing but it. I feel like a lot of people are like that, especially like in this, you know, with religion and whatever, like you you keep it because your parents say to keep it, especially you live in their household. You're like, okay, I'll do it. But then as you kind of get older, like, that's when you start questioning yourself. You start yourself. questioning, why am I keeping it? For what am I keeping mm-hmm. it? Like, what is this? Why do I do these things? Like, it's really important. Do I believe to in this even? Some yeah. people don't even really know what they believe in until they really yeah. think That's about it. That's why it was really important. Like, as I got older and like, as I started to like, you know, be more observant, I started to ask questions like, why this? Why that? Like, and I got like, yes. thank God answers. Like, That's actually something I, I wanted why, to mention why we also. Do what we do. In Judaism, God wants you to ask why. Yeah. Everything you do, you're no. supposed to Certain ask why. Certain things, it's you do without with things. But you still things, have to understand yeah, why. Yeah, you, you have less. to yeah, literally yeah. question everything. You yeah. know, there's they always say that there's like fifty something faces to the Torah because everybody has a different opinion, and different yeah. perspective. Everything that you do, you do have to have some kind of understanding, like why you're observing it and why you're keeping it. I think the soul base does come down to. We don't want to get like into it too much, but I want to say I always felt like I believed in God. That mm-hmm. wasn't really something that like. I adopted, but my family, like Egan was saying about his, they slowly started to observe. My family, like we didn't really observe anything at all except for the basic, basic traditional mm. stuff until I was much older, until I was like almost in high school, I wow. want to say. So with my mom and me, we always kind of like believed in God. It was an aspect of our life. My mom said when I was little, I would always wake up and be like, mom, look, God made such beautiful sun and such nice flowers. Like I was one of those when I was yeah. little. That's good. But when it came to like my sister and my dad, they like didn't believe in God at all. Yeah, they're like, apparently hitting out with the atheists. Completely. Which is like just so crazy to think right now. And obviously like their own stories, their own experience. But I do want to say that slowly as my family started becoming more observant, I was taking upon myself things even before my parents. So mm-hmm. in, in, our, in my family and stuff, we were like going to other people's houses for Shabbat and I was really enjoying it, spending time with my cousins and like slowly, slowly we did start to observe more. But my whole point in this being is that I started doing all of these things in high school. Yeah. You know, when like yeah. I was in a public school yeah, me where too. nobody was observing anything. I think that's the hardest thing is like when I started keeping at the age of like 10, 11 and like, you know, on Shabbat you can drive in a car, you're not allowed to like, you know, go, go to parties, go to parties, or... be on your phone, like we'd be home until Saturday night. And then I would always get invited because I went to a, a public school yeah. by friends like, okay, well, I'm having a party in my house, like Friday night or Saturday. And I'm like, oh, I can't come. They're like, why? Like Shabbat? Like what? So, okay, big deal. Like just come, come walk. after dinner or whatever. And my parents are like, no, well, you can't. And it would be very hard to like explain. It was very difficult because like, on one hand you have FOMO. 
you don't you, you can't really go fear of missing out yeah. for you guys that don't know and uh, you know you try to explain to them they don't really understand you yourself also don't understand you're like okay what's the big guy break it one time like you know but again i was a kid and so i would say in that end, it was a little bit difficult especially yeah. that you're trying to keep it but at the same time you're trying to be accepted by everybody yes. else and mm-hmm. i feel like also with me growing up like it was very very difficult for me like wearing keep it now like thank god i'm proud and stuff but back in the when i was younger especially in public school i was always like scared yeah or shy or like exactly in a way honestly we're it. not gonna go too detailed into it but like a keepa is pretty much just like a symbol of judaism yeah it's just basically a way for who when you wear it to remember that like just like how you have a keep over your head, you have God over your head. God is always above you. He's always above you. He's protecting you. And to also remember that you are representation. You have to understand because God is watching over you, you have to like, you know, be... Not be, only that, I guess... Be a good example. Wearing a kippah, you're a representation of Jewish people. Yeah. So you always have to make sure that yeah, like... It's, it's just a reminder for you to always try your best to like do your best do good don't do, good. do don't do like you said, like God for like Hebrews. Don't like, embarrass yourself. Like you do an embarrassment. Like you don't... You, because you take the responsibility to wear a kippah mm-hmm. you need to it makes you do, a bit more conscious of everything exactly because god is watching it's the same thing as like if god was if your parents watching you steal would you steal you'd be like no of course not. like same idea even though you can't see god he's still watching everything that you do so like you want to be a good example you 100%, know 100 percent, definitely so i wanted to really get into outside of the fact that we just started observing when we were younger i do want to talk more about how once we got married, things has changed yeah. and how things have like obviously progressed in the sense that when you're married, your parents don't dictate what you do in your life no. anymore. You really make your own decisions between you and your spouse of where you wanted to go from here. Yeah. And I think that's something that just like turned me on so much about Egan. Damn. <laughs> is that me and you religiously when we met, we're very much in the same stage, Yeah, which is so hard to find because I always thought that I would either end up being with somebody who was like, super observant or somebody who like didn't observe anything at all yeah i agree i feel like the fact that we both found each other on similar levels yeah which is so important right yeah just think about important. how it shapes a marriage like you want to make sure that you're kind of like in the same pathway and you guys kind of see your life in the future in the same way like i always knew i wanted to keep shabbat i always knew i wanted to keep kosher me too the fact that Erin and i were able to get together at a very like similar stage we were able to grow religiously more together because we knew that's something that we both wanted and i guess something that i really wanted to get into is to kind of tell you guys some things that we took upon ourselves once we did get married um and kind of share like the beauty of it like first shabbat we did mention we touched a little bit about it but what I personally love so much about Shabbat is because outside of the fact that they said God rested on the seventh day, I truly feel like it's a time of rest for mm-hmm. us because we just disconnect from like the physical world yeah. so much. A lot, especially in today's time with like social media and like Instagram, TikTok, and like a lot of us like with mm-hmm. all the new technologies, there's a lot of like pluses and minuses with it. There's just we're so it's all glued. Yeah, it's all yeah. distracted. You're so glued on your phone. So because we have Shabbat, and the thing is with Shabbat, it's not that it's every other week, every other month. Every week, Friday night till Saturday night you know is Shabbat. You have it. to do it. There's no exception. Obviously, if, God forbid, for like health reasons, like an emergency. Like I had to give birth on Shabbat. So yeah, obviously. that's a different story. But in general, every weekend, no matter what, forever is Shabbat. Like yeah. no matter what. And that's a time where we 
We get together as family. We host people like yesterday. We hosted my entire family, thank God. To break down like what it looks like, it's basically Friday night we have family come. Depending on like where they live, if they live far and they can't walk to us for Shabbat, we would host them to sleep here. Like right now, this is our guest room that we're filming in. But it's actually such a beautiful time because you're genuinely like sitting down and obviously there's dinner because us Jews, we love food. <laughs> and we have amazing meals. We sit down, we talk. Other than talking about our week, we just like have spiritual conversations. We like really spend quality time with one another, which is like so hard to do these yeah. days. Yeah, and know? I think with like with like people being so things with their phones. And again, what I'm saying that to ourselves, so like me and yeah. Haley, especially the fact that we work in this field. We have the we best ha- conversations we ha- Yeah, we have to be on our phones a lot. And so Shabbat really forces us to talk all of our deepest conversations have been on shabbat our relationships that we have with friends and family that we get closer with has been on shabbat because you give yourselves like a few hours of just bonding time Mm -hmm. and you know you connect you talk you you share your stories and experiences and you just create these relationships and connections Mm -hmm. to each other and you know that's what like god wants that's what hashem wants he wants us to you know, be together, be yeah, united. Forming create... a community is something that exactly. Yeah, I feel like in our in our in our religion, it's also very important to just have a sense of community. You're not supposed yeah. to do things alone. No. You know, you're supposed to be a unit with everybody around you. Yeah, and I think it's crazy be... because like even us as a married couple and we have kids and everything, you people can think. still feel alone. Yeah, you, you would know? never think that when you alone. think alone, you think all oh, by yourself. You're living by yourself. You have no girlfriend or a spouse or mm-hmm. whatever, and then you feel alone, which will make sense, but People you that are married think, would think that they yeah, feel alone. Yeah, you really wouldn't think that a married couple feels lonely. And like, Ellen and I had so many times in our life that we felt lonely. Yeah. Like, often. You yeah. know, because I love him, obviously. But it's like, sometimes getting that, like, goodness and getting to know other people just, like, grows you as a person so much as well, yeah. you know? You play off of others. So it's like, I think that within our Judaism, having opportunities like Shabbat to, like, Go out of your comfort zone, invite somebody over to your house to have dinner and pretty much tell them, yeah, we're going to have hours where we're not using our phones and we're just going to have genuine conversation. Like yeah. it really forces you, yeah, in a forces way, but you, in a good way, but in a good know? way. Cause you enjoy like, wow, it was so nice. You connect. And like a lot of the times, like it is so important to develop relationships with people like friendship wise and everything. Um, and you share each other's stories, you get inspiration. Like we tell our journey with like, with Aaliyah and like with our kids and like how we grew up with our religion, with our work and, you know, with our marriage and like people share each other's stories because like, that's what, you know, we're that's human. What, we, we, we want to create relationships, we want to create friendships. Yeah. It's know. a connection. And then you kind of feel like the sense of like, we like, Hey, it's a community. Like last week we had Purim, which was like, you know, a day where like, you know, we dress up in costumes and we exchange like, we just call them Mishloch Manot. So we exchange like, we're supposed to make get, like little gift baskets, baskets and, and then stuff share like that. it to like all of your friends and family. Yeah. And like, we looked after the holiday was over, we looked at our counter and I think we had like eight different like, like baskets. Thing, God, we we're like wow this was like the first year that we had like from like so many friends like we've developed relationships yeah. since we moved to this community and like we had a great time like at a rabbi's house and like so many young couples he invited and 150 people yeah, over holy to crap, his house that was a it's lot, crazy like, but that's like literally like the beauty of it it's really just community it's just so 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 yeah. important and it's so crazy know? how there's so many people on different like levels you know there are people that they they're very observant. They're people that are not so observant. People keep shut up. And when we don't say really levels, keep... it doesn't mean like a higher level necessarily is better. I think if there's anything that I could say that I love about our Jewish religion specifically is that God really just wants shalom. Peace. Shalom bite. So 
what does that mean? It means peace among you and your spouse, peace among you and your friends, peace among you and your parents, parents, siblings. your friends, your siblings, like your community. Being a good person is the number one thing. And they say it's the golden rule for a reason. You treat others the way that you want to be treated. Yeah, that's the thing. And that's what we have in uh, like the number one thing. Like there was like a story that like, some guy said, like, I want to learn the whole Torah in one leg. One second. I don't remember that thing. I don't remember the name necessarily. And the rabbi said, uh, yeah. you know you should love May you love your friend the way that you, you love, love yourself. yourself exactly and like when you do that it really resonates because that, that's the, what the whole tour is based upon is to have like mm-hmm. good relations with people be on good terms with them like yeah. god doesn't care about who's right or wrong yeah. he cares about peace which is obviously like nobody perfects this to a t we all have our faults 100%. i know that there's so many people especially when they get into judaism or like any religion in general they can be something that we call on fire which just means that they're so passionate and they're like oh i want to i want to bring everybody closer to god i want to convert people or whatever it may be you know but the thing is with that is that you yourself and i'm talking this to myself as well we are in no place to judge somebody else we are in no place to tell somebody that you're not observing enough you should be doing more or like your life will be better if you do this. We're not in a place to tell somebody that your life sucks right now unless you're going to observe yeah. all of these things because it's not true. Yeah. I think that Eren and you I... You can judge yourself. Yes. Meaning like, okay, this is what I feel like I need to work on myself, Definitely. other things. But other than that, it's not your place like, to tell somebody you need to do this, you need to do that. Why do Eren and I love ex- like talking to people about our Jewish experience and like just our religion in general is because we want to tell people the beauty of it and if there's anything that you personally would find value of it, apply it. Yeah. It doesn't mean now go pray three times a day or like take upon yourself all these rules of modesty and like do all these things because again, we are in no place to tell other people because I'm the same way. There's observance levels of things that I'm not at and I would never want somebody to tell me, Haley, you're not doing enough or Haley, yeah. take this upon yourself or like you're not a true Jew unless you're doing this, you know? That's kind of like our mantra that we like to follow. We don't want to force anybody into anything, but... For the people who ask, we love to share the beauty yeah. of it because we and learned a lot. And it's not something that we make up. This is what is this the rabbi, what the rabbis teach, and yes. you know that's what we've learned in Torah and everything. It's like you you look at yourself, but for everybody else, you must look at them as if they're like you're saying here, like a tzaddik, like they're like, like the, a holy person. They're all holy. Everybody is holy, yeah. you know, because you really don't know what level they're at and everything. They're like we're really grateful that like we were able to start keeping Shabbat at a younger age and like that we keep it and we have a family that like that they support it and we have friends that support it because sometimes like you can be in an environment where you're it's not as supportive, you yeah. know, so we're very or let's grateful. let's say you want to observe and like your parents have a hard time with accepting yeah. that about like for you. me, like I did it within my family, like we grew together. Mm-hmm. Like Haley's family at some point, I think like in the beginning your sister was My keeping. sister was very observant and yeah. like my parents, well, my father like really just didn't understand it. He thought yeah. that he thought that she's like going through something or it's yeah. just a phase and i'm sure a lot of people kind of have that as well but i just genuinely feel like that's a beauty about especially when you're dating the reason as to why within our community other than just saying marry jewish we say marry bukharian when you marry someone within your religion or marry somebody within your culture you just kind of like agree on a lot more things i would say and i feel like it's a lot easier in order to you kind of go through the same goal like Eren and I both knew we wanted to observe Judaism which is why a requirement for both of us was to marry someone who is exactly, Jewish yeah, you know exactly and I think in general just like 
just to have two different power parties or whatever to understand that like these are the goals that we want to strive mm-hmm. and to go for and for them to come together is, is really great and even with the whole making shalom and peace and everything even within our marriage like because of you know we're constantly when with tour and stuff like that, it's a it's a constant thing it's an endless amount of learning it's like not you always have to grow when yeah you you're always learn. working and so you're always working on your saying hebrew your midot your characteristics like that's a very very big thing because we're put in this world to work on ourselves to be better and to be better each and every day not just like okay i'm a good person that's enough like no like every day you're but not working in the on sense yourself. of like god forbid if like let's say you were to sin or you would to do something that's not right the way that we look at it is like, okay, that was in the past. Grow from it. Yeah. How do like, you move on? How do you, you move, move forward? Move forward. Exactly. You know? Yes, so you did something like move forward. Obviously, don't do it again. Or if try you, not to do it again. If you, if you fall, like get back up and work on it. But don't be like, okay, like because I will be forgiven, I'm going to just continue doing it because, you know, I'll your, be this. Your intention genuinely needs to be good. Exactly. And I think even within our marriage, like Aaron was saying, we learned so much. Like, babe, what is the one thing that can ruin a marriage? It's ego. Oh, I was going to say yeah. not taking out the chicken out of the freezer before Shabbat or something like that. <laughs> No, that's just between me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but honestly, ego, you know? Ego. It's a thing. I'm right. You're wrong. You should have listened to me. This and then. It happens with us all the time, you of know? Course. But we have to like put ourselves in each other's shoes and say like, okay, listen, why is this occurring? Like, what is, what is God trying to tell me? So how like, do we learn about this stuff? There's like certain stories in, in the book that we read and we kind of analyze and try to break our heads and like figure out what is the deeper meaning about yeah. this. And it really, really helps us sometimes. I think that's why in our religion, we like saying stories so much because yeah. how do you relate to kids? You know, like you tell stories, just, you tell stories. That's how you get to, that's how you get to people's, Metaphors. that's how you get to people's hearts and emotions. Like through sharing stories, especially with, for example, like our miscarriage and stuff like that, like a lot of people resonated with it because like I went through a similar thing and, and it is relatable. They're like, I understand now what you mean. And because that they don't, they're like, I'm not alone. Like when we had our miscarriage, we felt so like alone. That's what was so difficult for us mm-hmm. in that moment. Definitely. But once we started talking to people within our circle, they're like, yeah, me too. Me too. Like, oh, wow. Like, okay. So there we're is, not the only we're ones. not the only ones we get it. And because you've have that sense of like it's not just us mm-hmm. you feel it it helps yeah. it helps a lot so i definitely think that a lot of the learnings and stuff that we did just taught us how to be a better husband and wife yeah. to each other yeah, there's so, a lot of things that Torah teaches you like especially with men yeah. with men it teaches you guys patience patience it you respect it teaches you how to be even things like how to be intimate with your spouse like, like they the te- proper way like the proper way like i remember before we got married we had like we call it khatan and kala classes like she learned with a with a rabbanit they're supposed to kind of like have classes with your rabbi or his wife yeah to like prepare you for marriage and yeah. what to expect there was one thing i remember my rabbi taught me like certain things and he was saying like after you are with your wife you need to be with in this with her for 30 minutes like at least 30 minutes like, like be with you her. have to cuddle i don't know <laughs> you have to cuddle be with him like i'm like okay i get it but like why does it say that because you don't want her to feel used like as you guys are intimate it's like, okay bye i'm going where are you going okay i'm going out i'm going on my phone and do whatever you make them feel used so it's, like, it's very important that like you're with them afterwards you cuddle you hug them because like you do it naturally yeah. but it's some for some people they're like like obviously you know, it doesn't mean that if you don't do it it's a sin it's just kind of saying like we have a lot of ways that again it's all about like not making the other person feel mm-hmm. bad or worse or whatever again it's all about like how do you Peace. uplift the person? How do you uplift? You? And that's the thing with 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 like you know 
with Jews as a community and Judaism, like our goal is to uplift each other, mm-hmm. is to grow together. One of the things we have in the Torah is like speaking bad about somebody. We call it Lashon It's not your, it's like, it's an, it's a, a, a sin to do that. One of the biggest sins is to gossip. That's pretty because much what it is. Because the thing is that when you gossip, you change your, somebody can change their perspective of somebody mm-hmm. else. Let's say I know so-and-so, God forbid, and I see something bad about him. And that person's like, I knew him as a good guy, but now this guy told I me the story. I look at him differently. Now I look at him differently now. So I genuinely think that in a case like that, for example, people think sometimes it's not a big deal to talk about others. They always say that, like I said, you don't judge other people. Sometimes you may think that you saw something, but it may not be true. It may not be genuine. Yeah. But by you telling you another person, that other person can look at that person yeah, differently you now. you always have to look at... Everyone in a good in a eye. good eye. Judge in favor because you never, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. You just, you just, you see something. Listen, I'm just assuming that something happened. Mm-hmm. You know, if he keeps coming late to work or whatever, it's not because he doesn't care. Maybe something is up. Like you know, yeah. look at Again, him in a good way. We're not telling you guys this in a way of like this is what we follow. No. And this is what you need to do. It's just like a few lessons that I feel like we've yeah. just applied because it allows ourselves. us to look people at a better lens. Yes. It allows us to like view people and view the world of, like. You know, it's a good place. Like, it's a good, there's a good people. There's good, to look at the good in everybody. Exactly. Look at the good in people and like, but he's a good person. Look at their strengths, not their flaws. And that's in their marriage too. Like, I try my best to, because I know Haley has a lot of flaws. Not got <laughs> I was, where's he going with this? <laughs> no, but like, we have to always look at like, why did we get married? What do I love about you? Also, like, that's the whole point of like yeah. love and everything is to like, for even the things that you're not, that you're still working on, I still love you for that because you're trying. And even if you do it every day, like, that's what I love you for. Hashem also, like, Hashem is what we call, what we call that's, God. That's God yeah. in, for, in um, Hebrew. It just means the name in Hebrew. Yeah. But um, Hashem also tells us that when you get married, your couple becomes a unit of yeah, one. Yeah, you're one, one soul. You're, you're one, one flesh, neshama. yeah. So every flaw that my husband has becomes my flaw and vice versa. Yeah. Every good that he does... I get the merit of that good as well, you yeah. know? And I feel like within our marriage, so much has only changed and uplifted for the better. Yeah. Which kind of makes me actually want to think about, not think about, but talk about something that I think a lot of people are wondering about us. We've answered this to some people, but some people have asked me if we have waited to have sex until we got married. And yes, we did. And we did. It's difficult, yeah. of course, you know, but it was something that we both agreed with and we both stood by and i think the reason it was like that is because it's something i just knew i always wanted yeah you know? it's something that we was brought up to us like as even before my family was like super from, yeah like that, i said that was even something before very, my family yeah. was super observant like it was kind of like a bukharian thing that like you wait until marriage and yeah, it was kind exactly. of like a given and in my head it was just kind of like a given yeah. and i do want to say that as much as god does obviously say that you should be waiting to have sex when you're married I just see so uh, many reasons as to why that just makes sense. Yeah, 100%. You know? It's not, not even should like that. God says, you wait till marriage. Yes. Because it just takes off a lot of like the pressure of like, is he, if, are they with me because they want to sleep with me or with this? Because yeah. I remember I had clients like all the time that they would tell me all these stories and they're like going from one guy to the next and whatever. And like, it's because when you have sex on the table, available it after, becomes a very different it becomes a different conversation because you you intimate with each other and then you just get so used to like being together and all that stuff that like all the other things 
was in the back and you just kind of push it yes. to the side. And then when you guys break up and God forbid mm-hmm. it lets into an ugly breakup, you're like, I don't even know why I was with that person. It was like yeah. very physical in the beginning. And But again, we are so not here to judge no, no, no. anybody because I know that everybody, like so many people have been intimate or either whether they regret it or they don't regret it. Like everyone's experience is different. Again, we are literally just talking about things that made for sense us. for us. The reason as to why I wanted to wait to have sex till marriage is because I loved the idea that I was dating somebody knowing full well that that person is dating me solely for the intention of marriage yeah. like that, that for was marriage for you it. like it wasn't like i was like trying exactly. to play you and like, like i don't I was, think any guy's desperate enough to marry somebody just to have sex like i just like a really loyal you guy know? you know like wow but exactly i think like it just relieves relieves the pressure out of a lot of things it just allows you to be like okay mm-hmm. let's put everything on the table like this is what we want in a marriage every single this conversation is what we want in our family exactly. and like you don't discuss it like in a year or two from now. Not like, okay, we'll just have fun now and then we'll get to like this stuff later like, on. I think it's so crazy that so many couples and stuff date. The engagement is like a surprise, you know? Like as if it wasn't something that, you, like we spoke about that all the time. Yeah. We talked about when we want to get married. We talked about when are we ready to have kids. Not on Some the first people, date, obviously. No, obviously. After, in the first date, you just talk about very like surface level things. You're trying to get to know each other because imagine like the first like five minutes. So how many kids do you want? It's yeah. Like, can you imagine i'd be like running out of that restaurant (laughs) but i'm saying in general like it's the conversations are just so much deeper yeah just they're more intentional you know you really don't need to think twice like i'm gonna be used or like some guy just wants me for my body or like whatever it may be and i know that so many people think like oh how do you know that you're gonna have chemistry how do you know that it's gonna work the way that i look at it if you fall in love with somebody's soul you're gonna have chemistry I genuinely feel that way. And if there's anything physically that you don't love or whatever, you work on it. That's literally all being a couple is. Exactly. You work on it. You talk about it. You talk about it. You discuss like certain things just to make it better. Because again, like you're a team, like you're not going to just keep it to yourself and like do whatever. Like exactly. Within a marriage, the love grows stronger the longer you're together mm-hmm. the more like i love challenges, you so much more now than of I course the more challenges we go to a couple with our with each other with our kids and everything like the stronger we'll be and the love that we have now and that this other time that will continue to grow is not the same as it was when we first got first got married first got first started dating you know and it'll continue to go but it's something that you are constantly going to work on you're, it's going to be an up and down but it's the loyalty to each other that we have it's mm-hmm. the loyalty to god that we have you know, it's a loyalty that we develop because that that's what you need to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just really love that me and you just talk so much. Yeah, about a, all these I think things. that's a very, very important thing. We're very thing. open with one another with like how we're feeling. Maybe it's also a personality thing that we don't like to keep things bottled yeah. in. But I feel like we're just I genuinely feel Iran, like me and you are one. Yeah. I feel like when my mood is down, your mood is down. When your mood is down, my like it's just when you have like little celebrations and wins, like I feel like they're yeah, my celebrations it, there are, and wins. There are wins, yeah. right? Like any success that you do, like it is our success. Not like mm-hmm. I did this, you did that. Like no, like again, we're one, one shama. We're mm-hmm. one soul. So our my wins are her wins, her wins are my wins. Like Haley said, we're a mirror. Like any flaws or whatever, it's to each other. It's a reflection. It's of a reflection of each other because you know God put us together and you know He made us one soul. We have a uh, you know we're a zivug. Mm-hmm. you could say and zivug means like we're a match and um you know it's just so crazy how i genuinely feel like there's just so many things that happened in my life that i'm like how can i not believe in god personally yeah. because i just feel like we've you, seen so many things you 
but you yourself, it's kind of, I don't know how much I agree with this. Some people say, if you want to be happy, just tell yourself you're happy. But if you want to believe in God, look for miracles. See things not as coincidences, but see things as being intentional. For someone in our religion, we don't believe that there is such thing as coincidence. Everything is intentional. So genuinely, when things don't always go as planned, when things sometimes get hard, when you stub your toe, or when you're late to work, or when anything like that happens, we have this saying that we say, Gamzele Tova. Like, yeah. this too will be good. And yeah, this, too this too is good. This too is for good. Like, everything, we know that, like, God is an infinite amount of good. Mm-hmm. Like, everything that Hashem does is is for good. It's never to inspire. You might think it is, oh, because I'm being punished or whatever, but it's never the case. Like, it can be like, you know, somebody had a certain deal and they're waiting for it and they're, it didn't work out. Like, oh, that's supposed to be mine, all that stuff. But then, like, you got okay, something better. Gamzela like, that's also for you. Then a few weeks go by and you're like, wow, this is even bigger. If I would have signed with this one, I would have missed out on this other we've one. we've had many opportunities like that when it came to, like, a car and a house where we're like, we really wanted one and it fell through, but then we ended up finding something even better. Yeah, because, you know? because God is like, this is not meant for you. That's the thing. All the stuff that we have, our our parnasa, which is you say in Hebrew, it's money, like the money that we get, all that our stuff, wealth, yeah. our wealth. It's not from us. God gives it to us. Like the fact that we're breathing, living kids, like that's all miracles, all in itself. Like, that's what we believe. Yeah. We really so when you that. when you really see all the miracles that we have day to day, you can really truly believe that, like you know, God is watching over me. God is taking care of me. And then it gets rid of that stress of like. It really gives you a sense of comfort to yeah, know that peace like, of mind that you. like listen like God is taking care of me. I'm just going to do listen. What are we saying now that there's not like bad things that happen in the world? Of course, do bad things happen to good people? Definitely. Do great things happen to people who are not so good? For sure. But I feel like we don't dwell on that. We don't dwell on like the things that are bad or the things that are challenging because. Again, it doesn't mean that ultimately everything has a reason. Everything has a purpose. It's very, very, very hard to understand. But there is an aspect where you have to have faith that God exists. You know? Yeah. Like, in what sense do I mean that? Something that Egan and I always talk about or like people always have conversations with. I'm not here to convince you that God exists. Okay? Like, that's not our job at all. But the reason as to why I see God in my life is because I choose to see his presence in my life. And I really feel like Egan said, that's been giving me comfort. So some people always ask, like, how can I believe in something that's not there? How can I believe in something that I don't know for certain is something that exists? God on purpose makes himself not 100% known because otherwise we would not have free will. Yeah, there would be no free will. If, If God revealed himself, then like, You'd be like, okay, I'm going to go to this side all the time. But of course. then you don't if have to. If you're free being will. monitored 24 7, if you know without a single doubt in your mind that God exists and God is real, how could you not follow his way? But God doesn't want that. God wants everything to be a choice, everything to be a free will choice, something that you decide to do for yourself. And I feel like that little bit of like, mm, maybe God exists, maybe do- like that's the whole point so that you can genuinely make actions based on what you believe and what you feel. Yeah. So. I really think that there's always going to be an aspect of faith. Like you do need to just You're going to always work on it. It's something yeah. that's always, you're going to constantly work on. You're going to talk. And there's for sure times that we also felt. I want to say like after I had Aaliyah, because I had such a difficult birth pregnancy, and postpartum, yeah. postpartum, not pregnancy, postpartum, not postpartum, postpartum experience, like that was one of my lowest stage that I actually genuinely felt like, why is this happening to me? Yeah. Like, why am I, I brought a child into this world. Why is it such a challenge for yeah, me? But and the whole point of that was to just 
shape you. You yeah. know, we don't understand why certain things occur, mm-hmm. but we have to understand that it comes with a plan. And we try to look at the positive things about it, and we see, like, listen, we weren't, we couldn't have kids for two years. Yeah, we're trying, and yeah. we didn't. That in itself is a miracle because that's something that you have no control over. I know people. I had clients that they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to get to pregnant. trying to get pregnant. They're doing the what's it called? What was that thing? IVF. IVF. All the stuff, taking the scene, whatever, and it didn't work. And you have no, you have no choice. Like mm-hmm. that's not, There's not enough money. There's not enough thing that you can buy. That's really one all up to God to decide whether you have or not. The fact that we were able to or have when. or sometimes when. it's when exactly because honestly, I think that me and you not having that child the first child in the beginning like once we had Aaliyah, it kind of like just made sense we're like okay god wanted us to have a child and now this time, and, and now it made sense everything leading up to it and our marriage in that time got so much stronger also yeah. that we were able to bring the child into the world as a stronger married yeah. couple because you know? we were we were again like at that time i was like diving myself into my work Haley was diving herself into her work we're just like, you know, keeping ourselves distracted with, like, Netflix and all this stuff and just, like, avoiding what was going on. Like, the first two weeks that we are seeing if she's pregnant or not didn't work out. Okay, whatever, let's move on. We'll yeah. just order, like, a burger and just, like, distract ourselves, watch something. And then once, like, you know, the pandemic hit and then we had the miscarriage, we finally sat down and we talked to each other. And we're, and we're like, like, we can't ignore this anymore. We can't ignore this anymore. We can't act like everything's okay, whatever. Even though it is okay, but, like, you know, we talk and then... We spoke to our rabbi. We grew spiritually together. So Eran and I, obviously our personal decision is that we associated like, okay, we obviously believe everything comes from God. I'm like, what can we do to show God how much we want this, you know? Yeah. So we started taking upon ourselves like yeah. more things to be more observant. Yeah, again, it's God, obviously our journey, but... Because again, God wants us to be closer to him god wants us to have a relationship with him like right? why do we have all these rules and stuff in place it's just within it's our boundaries it's, yeah. a, it's a, so you don't cross this line to lead to something else you know what i mean and i think like we said like hashem wants to have a close relationship with us but for example i think the best example we can give is especially now that we're parents is that there was a story that i heard from a rabbi that there was a father who and he had a son and he built a home and when he built a home he made it that everything to have access to the kid he had to ask his father he's like so dad can you give me this from like the, the cabinet shelf was a little the bit shelf higher. was a little bit higher this was a little bit higher you couldn't reach this thing and at some point the son got annoyed and he's like dad why did you build this house that everything i had to get i have to ask you and then the father's like because if you would never ask me you we would not have a relationship you would do your own thing we wouldn't be close and therefore sometimes god gives us these obstacles in our life to make us grow as people, but most importantly, to turn to him, to turn to him, to talk to him, be like, God, please help me, like guide me. And God's like, that's all I want. I just want to be close to you. You're my son, and I feel like as parents, like I'm we, get right you know, now. <laughs> we give so much to our kids, and we don't expect anything in return. It's an unconditional love that we have to our kids because they're our kids, and all we care about is just to have a closer relationship with them. The biggest thing that we can have as friends is they grow up and they're like. We don't care about let's, you. Let's 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 go out. Like, no, I'm going out with my friends. I don't want to hang out with you. You're boring. In a way, it'll hurt you. You're like, I I just want to be close to you. And I feel like, as parents now, we see that with our parents. We try our best to like. Yes, yeah. sir. We invite our parents over for Shabbat. It'd be very easy to just be home by ourselves, alone. Yeah. alone. But like, 
Let's invite him. Yes, it'll be hard to cook and it'll be exhausting, whatever, but we want to spend time with our ki- with our family. We want them with our kids to spend time with, with their, their grandparents. grandparents and yeah. we want to develop a connection because at the end of the day, it's all of our relationships. Hashem, God, wants to have a closer relationship with all of his kids. Yeah. You know, that's why certain times he gives you these challenges to for you to turn to him, to create a closer relationship because the closer you are to God, I feel like in our opinion, from what we've seen, you know, the more fulfilled we are, the more happy we are, the I less stressed we are. I think it's also because we choose to believe that everything is for good. Yeah. That you yourself just end up being happier. Yeah. When you it's feel so like... It's so easy to dwell on like, this is not going right and this is not going yeah. right. And I've had phases like that. Like, Ehan and I are so good with like balance each other We try. Each other we try out. to be, yeah. But listen, whenever I'm... Oh, ha- the Taliban show, yeah, yeah. To balance each other out. When I'm at my low points, like he really, really tries yeah, to But that's why up. God put us together. He knew that we would be able to balance each other. Like we said, we're very similar, yet we're different. There's yeah. a lot of things that we balance off each other. Mm-hmm. And that's why Hashem put us together because He knew that about us. Yeah. God knows more about us than we know about each other. Of course. You know, and that's why he does certain things that like, we might not understand. Like, even the way that me and you met was like yeah, a freaking like, miracle. It's, it's, like, it's, I don't even know. It's a one in a, like a, I don't know. A like, so many things had to line up for it to happen, yeah. you know? You know, so, again, we're just very, very grateful that, like, you know, God does what he does for us and, like, you and for know. Everybody. For everybody. Everybody in this world, Jewish or not, is his children. Yes. And I think that is, like, the most important thing to know. Yeah. Above everything, all torah and judaism wants is for you to be good to everybody around you jewish not jewish family friends like you just have to give and i think the last thing that i just even wanted to touch is that how much like remembering sometimes that the things that you have in your life are not necessarily ours so when it comes down to like wealth for example the money that we make one of the core values in judaism is to give tzedakah which is to give charity and the way that god kind of like made a rule is that when you get money for whatever your job your salary whatever 10 percent of that at the minimum 10 percent of that needs to go to charity yeah if you have your own business obviously you take the net so if you have employees and also you pay them off yes. or whatever and then the, the net whatever that you make, profit you give, that you make for yourself yeah you, you give 10 percent if you want to be really really charitable you give 20 yeah. percent if you make like a crap ton of money you can you give you give more because you can yeah. but in the end of the day the whole reason behind it is because god is like i'm providing for you i'm giving you mm-hmm. you know a salary parnasa i'm giving you wealth i'm giving All you food I ask on the table is to take a little bit of that and spread and it spread it around spread it to my know? children you know spread it to your siblings give it out because it's all it's coming from me it's the same idea like from a father to our kids like when we give our kids like candy or whatever like i'm giving you this whole bar share it a little bit give it to your sister like share it because it gives you that sense of feeling like it's not mine. Mm-hmm. I was giving it and now I'm going to give because again, we're put in this world to be like God. God forbid, I'm not saying to be, God forbid God, to be like God in one sense, to, to give. Mm-hmm. We're put in this world because God gives us an abundance of yeah. blessings mm-hmm. and therefore we're trying to understand God to also do the same. Yeah. Give as well. Don't be a very like, mind to type of thing like they say like when you're born when babies are born they are born they're born with, their, with their fists closed and when they pass away but when they when god forbid somebody passes away they're they they have their fists open because like i'm not here to take in the beginning i was born as a taker but now i want to be in this left in this world as a giver yeah exactly and i think that's a beautiful way to end this podcast because 
the whole reason that we're having this conversation, you guys, again, it's not to tell you follow Judaism no. like this is what you need. There's just so many beautiful values that we've taken upon ourselves that we felt like it was nice to share. For example, obviously we're not telling you to keep Shabbat, but I would suggest if you can, maybe once a week for 24 hours, tell yourself, okay, on this specific day, whether it be Shabbat or a different day, I'm going to try not to go on social media. You know, I'll have my phone still. I could still text whatever, but I'll try not to go on social media. Yeah. You know? Instead, hit up a friend, hit up, hit up like, a family member, person, hit, you know? see your parents. Be like, you know what? Like instead of like me being on social media or whatever, mm-hmm. like let me go out of my way and like talk to somebody. Let me get to know them. Exactly. Maybe like I'll help them with something throughout the day. Like call your mom, call your mm-hmm. dad. They'd be like, you're calling them like, okay, yeah, what do you want? Nothing. I just want to talk to you. Like, just want to see how you're doing. Literally, They're going to be like, little wow. Little acts of kindness, like, will go such a long way. And I really, really hope that you guys listen to the today's podcast. You took something away from it. Yeah. Like, anything. Anything small of value is literally all that matters. Yeah. Because, again, this whole podcast is never meant to for us to be like, do this, do that. It's just sharing We're just sharing experience. our experience. If you could resonate with it, you could take something from it. Great. If you don't also great (laughs) if you don't if you don't really agree with it also great like thank you for listening again we're just doing this because we're just trying to share our experiences and And we get a lot of anybody out there that you know know, are interested in it we do get a lot of questions and i think that it will be really nice to be able to send this podcast to people also who are curious about like kind of where we're at um and that's it you guys i really hope that you enjoyed today's podcast Egan and i always enjoy talking about this kind of stuff because it really gives me like that boost of faith that i needed especially if i'm having my low days just remembering all the beautiful it's a a very it's a very big part of our life because you know like i said before like growing up i wasn't as proud but now i can say i'm proud proud jewish like people ask what do you i'm jewish before i would be very hesitant but now i'm israeli yeah but now i I wear my kippa with pride and i'm proud that i'm jewish because it's something that's been a part of my life since i was born Mm -hmm. you know so i don't think we should ever be ashamed of it and you know i'm very very happy that we have uh an audience that is accepting of it and You know, we Honestly, love you guys God, so we've much. We've never we really had a negative it. comment about our religion, about no. anything. So I would really, really love to continue the conversation with you guys. If you found anything useful, if there's anything that you're like, oh, wow, this is like a nice, fresh, different perspective, comment down below. We love reading your comments. If you are listening on Spotify and Apple, please leave a review. If you felt like this was a five-star conversation, high five for us. That's yeah. great. We would love to hear and uh, see your reviews of that as well. And if you guys are listening up to this point, we always say you're the real MVPs. We love the ones who stay all the way until the end. If you are listening, comment down below the word Shalom. Shalom. It's S-H-O-L-O-M. (laughs) S-H-A-L-O-M. Guys, postpartum brain. Can I still blame it? Every time, postpartum. Or you could just say... She's like in her 70s. Postpartum brain. Or you should just just say love. Honestly, because... Shalom or love. If you can know how to spell Shalom, say Shalom. If you're not... Love. Say love because honestly that's all god wants he wants us to love ourselves he wants us to love each other and he wants us to spread love to others so exactly. we love you guys so much thank you so much for listening and we cannot wait to get into our next conversation you can always leave down below some podcast ideas down yes, below yes, for yes. us Let and us we can't wait to see you speak to you hear you in our next one yeah guys love, you. love y'all shalom